2: All right, everybody welcome to Lost in America episode 129 my name's Turner Sparks and I am Michael Kaplan and we got the episode number right this time right because I got we a did. Lot of, I got a lot of hate mail about this We got it right you can yeah. find me at Turner B Sparks on Twitter you can find Kaplan at cap in America on Twitter also we're, we're on Instagram are we on Instagram We are of course' we're, uh, we're cool I'm Cap in America we're lost in America and you're Turner Sparks yes on the podcast today we have Ollie Horn. Stand-up comedian Ollie Horn, Brit, Brit, British. We haven't had enough Brits on this pod. We haven't had it. You can never have enough Brits. You never they have got the, They got all those words, <laughs> fancy <laughs> words. Take the lift, <laughs> stuff like that. Chips. Yeah, he's been living in Japan for the last years. I met him out in. Uh, we met in Hong Kong at a comedy festival, but then I played his club in Japan, and we actually hey. haven't had enough Japan on this. Really, have we, we had any? Brits? Well, we had uh, our friend James Brodus stopped by at some point. We had Jimmy Brodus about uh, two years ago. got had anybody else talk about Japan? No, that's it. So we're going to have wow. to really get the scoop. We got we an expert fun. on. For this is going to be fun. But before all that, Kaplan, I got some shows to promote. I got This is what I have coming up. First of all, the big one, if you're any in, in New York City or the surrounding areas, you got to come out to the Friars Club on Friday, June 7th. I will be recording my live album, my first ever album, of stand-up comedy. I'll be doing a full hour. I also have an announcement. I have uh, my o- the opening comedian, the guy who's hosting the show, so it's going to be two comics. Who's that? It's myself and another guy, Luke Thayer. Oh, Luke Thayer. Hilar- hilarious <laughs> stand-up comedian. He tours all over the U.S. I just asked him to do it. He's in. So he- it's going to be him and then me. It's going to be a blast. And you guys hanging out. So- don't even say the New York. People should come from all over the country. Fly come from in from all, fly in. This yeah. is a once in a, a once in a lifetime. This is why you accumulate frickin' flyer miles. Burn this, them out. This Dash is why in. you get friends. Because then they have shows at the Friars Club, and you're, you're never going to get to go other time in your life. What are you going to go to your high school kids' auction? Somebody will say, you pay me $1,000, you can get dinner at the Friars Club. Guess what? 20 bucks. Come yeah. see my show. That's quite a bargain. Also, <laughs> May 14th. Oh, let's back it up. May 10th, I will be in Davis, California at the El Macero Country Club in Cal- out there in California. May 14th, I'll be in Mill Valley, California at the Throckmorton Theater with Joe is going to be there. Who else? Uh, uh, Keith Lowell Jensen. A couple of my friends who are both hilarious comedians. Also, May twenty fifth, Ocho Miami, Florida. The Ocho <laughs> Lounge. I found out it's called. Oh, we, oh that's what I called it. Actually, it, I, I just called it that. It's I mean, the, oh, <laughs> no, I call it Ha Ha's on Ocho. I call it the, Ocho <laughs> the Ocho Club. The Ocho Lounge. That means I, eight for those of you who don't. Speak if speech. anyone wants to open for me, I don't have an opener there, so I need a comic. Any Miami comedians? I'll come make on some out. calls. I know some people down there. Make some calls. June first, I'll be in Washington D.C. with Andrew Jones Roy at the Comedy loft I believe it's called but it's see also the, it's the beer baron <laughs> it's the beer baron bar or something like that so right. come on out to all those get all the tickets at turnersparks.com Kaplan, what do you uh, your festival's over right to try back film festival is over yes yeah, so, how man, was I'm it plugging it it was good I uh I went to see uh reality bites a screening of that uh 25th they're big into these anniversary screenings they got to find it they've got they got a whole team of people who are employed who just <laughs> look at movies what day they came out what year and then do the math Each time a festival's coming up Bands are doing that now Like Twenty yeah. first anniversary yeah. Of the Outcome of the Wolves album Yeah uh, Rancid I, I just heard that I was on the radio And they had an advertisement That Bush and Live Are touring together George Bush? No There's Bush Gavin oh. Rossdale from that <laughs> Crappy uh, English band that Sure I, I liked yeah. in high school But Um and why would they be touring together? Because their debut albums were the same year. It's yes. a 25 years anniversary for them. It's a great marketing move. So, yeah. so that's the So yeah, I went to the Reality Bites speaking of which I, Lisa Loeb uh, performed right and, in front of me. She still looks great. Wow. The same glasses. With 9 Stories? By herself? Oh, okay. But, I'm, a f- I'm a bigger fan of the 9 Stories solo stuff. Oh, no, I was and I was telling this to some people who were in their 20s and they never heard of her. You say? So, yeah, that's what she's saying right in front of me like right I'm I only so, hear what I want so, to. Yeah, so yeah, it was very exciting and Boom! 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 <laughs> boom! 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 Does she have any other songs? I don't know. Who needs other songs? That's you really one. don't. You just play that for an just hour. Play that one. Do an extended version, <laughs> like the uh, what are the what that band used just to like do. an instrumental. Yes, like fish. Just as long as he keep, she keeps the glasses, she can play what she wants. Amazon Kaplan. Yeah. The money is now rolling in. Once again, since we cleared the deal with Bezos. Since we got Weber to... So you guys down. get on board. I mean, it's it's the, it's a new trend now to give us money on Amazon. So yeah. what you have to do is go to lostinamericapod.com. Click through the... Uh, What's the book called? Daisy Day- Jones and the Six. Daisy Jones and the Six. Click through that. It'll take you back to Amazon. Really- do regular shopping. A percentage, up to 8% of what you buy yeah. comes to us for free. We should put a Lisa Loeb CD on there or reality yeah, you bites. Don't, and, you don't you know, spend whatever. any more money. We get money. Buy, so buy whatever you need to buy at Amazon. If you need to buy seltzer, if you need to buy uh, toilet paper, whatever you need to buy. Do But it. don't do it on the... You know, as Amazon, they have these things where you can reload monthly. No, and I don't fall for that trap. Now they might offer you a discount, but don't do it. Don't do it because then we don't help us. We're not to Yeah, we don't get money. Yeah, so please don't do that. Don't do anything where we don't get money. That's That's a go through your day. Everybody go through your day. That's a rule for life. I mean, like first rule of life: don't do anything where Kaplan and don't make money. Should we get to Lost in America? Yeah, let's play that music. Play the music. All right, we're back, Kaplan. We're both lost in America this week. We're both lost in America uh, this past weekend in New York City. Yeah. What, what happened? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm trying. You know, I'm here trying to be a good parent. Sure. I'm trying to still be productive. We talked about the Tribeca Film Festival. Every night, I got events. There's parties i'm rallying on the address i mean you're I, partying I, I did load management i was not partying like i used to party oh i was taking some nights off when i could here or there. Responsible, responsible partying partying but a lot of events on my feet all day i'm tired saturday saturday was closing night i had to work that night i was up late friday night but i got up i i woke myself up at like 8 20 a.m which is saturday morning late for me but i it's like i i, I slept in a little bit rallied I walked the dog, I got the kids breakfast, I got the kids at soccer. That's what I'm getting. Just to. a belly full of booze. I yeah, a belly the full. night before. Not, not a belly full if my doctor Shaw's listening, not a belly full. Oh, yeah, 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 you're <laughs> coming off the heart well, attack. Yeah, but it's like a lot of mental energy even if you're sober and not having a heart attack to get kids just for soccer, you got these shin guards on, You have the shoes on. It's very it's a lot of effort. Got to get them in the car, got to go. They both had soccer, back-to-back games. Teddy plays, and then Ruby's in a little, like, in, like, a little league that's like, not even games. They're just like the four-year-olds when they learn to play. Yeah. So we're going down the road. We're going to make it there in time, and all of a sudden, road's closed. So I'd make a left in, uh, down the, to go another way, and all of a sudden, I'm, another road's closed. Yes. And I cannot, I'm sitting in traffic, seeing traffic. All of a sudden, it's 10, 15 minutes go by, 20 minutes go by, 25... I can't get, I keep driving. I'm sitting in all this traffic, and people are doing that thing where they give up and they're just doing U turns into the other, into oncoming traffic. They're going home. They're, yeah. But I'm like, we got to get there. If we get there by 10 30, we get there for the second half. Oh my God. And thank God I didn't have snack duty, by the way, because I was thinking, what if I have snack duty? I'd have to make it there because that's like your number one responsibility as a parent on a team. How are they, they going to get Capri they, Sun? They, they need their oranges and Yeah. So finally, at 1030, I realize that the last, like, we're so far away still, and I'm looking at the map, and like, every road is closed. So I see a cop. Rolled down the window, and I asked uh, Randy to ask the cop. You know, while we're sitting in traffic, what? Because there's no sign saying what's, so what's the problem. Going on? And he says, "Oh, we're, you know, we have. We're, there was a little race today. Well, was there the New York City Marathon? Was there the no? No, there was just some random charity race. But what was it? I never found out the name of it. It was just like a, like a little like five k or something or like a, no. But it took over New York took, City. No. So on Sunday, that was this is Saturday. Well, that's Saturday. And then on Sunday, I had to come into the city. To get Teddy's cake Yeah And it was raining So I wanted to drive And I'm driving Again it gets trapped In a whole thing Where everything's detoured And I realize Oh fuck It's the Five Borough Bike Tour Now that's a big one The Five Borough Bike Tour The entire city's shut down Because people want to ride Their fucking bikes It's so like, ridiculous it's so- Ride your bike in, it, You have every This is America You have 3,000 miles Of places to ride your bikes That don't include New York City Yeah and, How about you stay out Of New York City And all these people Like I'm fine with the marathon It's like a, an event I'm not all right, well, Get rid of them too <laughs> Get rid of anyone Wanting to exercise In New York City There is You could go to any park There's a central park Do it in the middle there Wait. Do it in uh, go, Do it in Kansas well, I'm saying like Maybe as an extreme example I'll accept them Because it's like People come And it's a big thing But like All these other little races Like how you say Like people who put Like stickers on their cars Because they ran a half marathon or they Exactly ran a It's like you're going to run 5k I got to shut out. Everyone in New York City Is inconvenienced Or like you want to ride Your bike around town So we're all inconvenienced It's not a race No It's a bike tour So, like, there's no winner. It's also, you can post it on Instagram, so you can go home to wherever you're from, and you can tell people you rode a bike through New York City. Guess who's... We don't care. Yeah, no... Because literally to get from, I'm in mean Queens to get to Brooklyn, there's a bridge. And that bridge is closed for yes. the bike tour. It's completely closed. Close so people, the whole bridge. can go over. Yeah. And there's like, then you got to go The right one artery, to- in, and not to get too close to home, but these are arteries into and out of New York City. Oh, now they're na- clogging na- your arteries. Now you're triggering me. You're giving New York City a heart attack. And then you were, tri- didn't have any- this affected you, right? This That's is right. my, yeah, church on Sunday morning, they do an announcement at the very beginning. They go, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, so our normal pastor, who's here every week, she's on vacation. So our backup pastor is going to be here. <laughs> I love those backup guys. The yeah, bottom. the ba- backup lady. Yeah, like substitute way. It's teacher. 2019. Kind of backup yeah. Lady. lady. Yeah, she. You call a pastor a lady? You know, call her a pastorette or something? <laughs> a pastor. She's a <laughs> rocket. A backup lady, pastor, I think is the correct term. She's she's uh, stuck in traffic from this five boroughs br- uh, bridge. What is it called? Wait, By- like pray among yourselves. Yeah, it's like <laughs> no. He goes. We don't know. We'll we'll try to figure it out as we go along. Right. And so then every like regular ass people have to stand up and lead different aspects of it, and nobody oh. knows what to do. I mean, it's they like, kind of remember because they've seen it before. It'd be like somebody, some listener of our podcast, just all of a sudden has to host it. They go, oh, we I don't do know. That. I think they start with the they start with the news. Or they you should start have done with- that when I had the heart attack. Just guest host. They so. start with the Amazon. <laughs> I don't know. That's what everybody's doing. You should. Got up there and just done some like as your sermon because someone's got to do the sermon, right? It's a big part. You exactly. Yeah. You start doing some stand up or something. Well, I was gonna do. I was gonna pull out some bits, some old bits. I didn't want to burn any new material, <laughs> <It's not laughs> but Christ. I would do some old bits. But then, luckily, halfway through, she she shows up. Oh, okay. And she's huffing and puffing. Was she pissed off. But, but she's she a progressive was, church. This she must be pro bikes. I'm no, sorry. she was pretty pissed. Oh, she's pissed. Off? Yeah. Wow. And, and she turns was, her. She said she almost had a heart attack on uh, 20 minutes earlier while oh. waiting in bicycle traffic. See, that's gonna turn people against the bike. The whole point is everyone. I'm f- already against the. Because like Randy, I was doing this run at home, and Randy's like, "But exercise is good. I'm pro anywhere else. I'm, like, it's I'm good. not against people riding bikes. I think that's great. But I'm against them riding in New York. Like the, the, these people. That, I get it. You don't want to get hit by a car, so you have to ride in a bike lane. <laughs> don't ride in the middle of traffic. And yeah, ride in a bike. And lane. You want to have a special day where they close everything. But I, no, they should have a special day where they close all the bike. No bikers, so I could drive around like normal speed. Don't have to hit anybody, yeah. I, <laughs> that. I bet this is what I say if you're allowed to ride in the car lane, there should be a special day where we can drive in the bike That's lane. That's what I'm saying, exactly. Yes. Special okay, yeah, because traffic used to has been, but don't tell them since they've added so we more can hit bike lanes to the city in the last 10 years. I've seen this happen. There used to be routes that I would take that were great ways to drive because there was never traffic. And now it's like a one lane road because it's bike lane on one side. And they got to park the cars in the middle of the street to make lane for the bike lane, which is so confusing. I never know how to park. I never know if it's legal. It's really weird to parallel. park. You know what I mean? Have you seen these? Sure. Where it's like literally in the middle of the street, is parked cars. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. All this these, is every city in America, by yeah, the way. All, all the whole country's gone to hell. These fucking bikers. We got to like, move to Japan yeah, with Ollie. And, and, and we might do that. Yeah. That reminds me, I still have to teach Teddy to ride the bike. This this hard text is my excuse if I'm putting it off, but. I got to get going soon. He one seven the, he does, he's seven years old. He's seven now. It's he's, about time. It's time. He's, I started to teach him when he was five. Gave up at six. We straight gave up seven. We got to make it happen. You got to make it happen. So He's yeah. on the borderline of being made fun of by other kids. Yeah, I did see home movies and I was like seven in training wheels. My dad was a big failure, I guess, too. So. Oh, seven. Oh, I think okay. seven's when I learned. So this is the year. This All right. Year. So this is the year. Yeah. Should it, we get it's, to our, it's, well, you, you, you know what it is? You're like, either special it? or you're like, oh, that's a single mom. Family or something, yeah. Because then you're like, he or his dad's a deadbeat, or he's never home. Oh, so it's making me look like I'm never around. Yes, dad's not around. Someone's got to teach that kid to ride a bike. So I don't want to be that. No. So should we have. get to our guest, Ollie Let's, Horn? Come on, come in. on in, man. <laughs> back with our guest, Ollie Horn. Welcome to the show.
3: Thank you very much for having me on your show.
2: Yes. Pig in Japan is the name of the show. Yeah. What is it?
3: Uh, that's my debut stand-up comedy hour. Uh, so, you know how the British system works. Uh, comics, they take a new show up to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival every single year. Um, and you can't do that every year uh, unless you have a debut show. So that's what I'm doing. I'm doing my debut um, and I was given some advice by someone that knows a lot about marketing. They were like, "The best show titles, if you can't think of like a really good one, is like three or four words max, and includes a pun, and has some keyword that's searchable." And "Pig in Japan" has all three of those criteria thoroughly met.
2: Is well, what part
3: searchable? Japan.
2: Japan. People if someone's Japan. interested
3: about seeing a seeing a show about Japan.
2: Oh. Or if someone's interested in pigs of Japan. Yeah. Like, if someone's really into Or animals, pork. I'm a big pork fan. You're a big... You're always looking at I just pork. look up pigs sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Where I can get a good, good feed. That's like your
3: porn. A good you meal. meal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there is actually... There's like a, a slightly hidden meaning that I don't talk about in the show. But like, basically, the show is all about uh, the fact that I lived in Japan for four years and for two... Uh, And a bit of those years I was working uh, like for the local media. So I was on TV doing radio, that kind of thing, Uh, doing some stand up in Japanese. And like a lot of the shows about like how, you know, this it's just so hard to fit in as a foreigner um, and kind of talking about stereotypes, blah, 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 blah. And the one time where I like had a racial slur said against me was I was coming back from a night out and uh, speaking English to my Japanese friend. And this Japanese guy shouts at us um, and says, in Japanese, white pig, go home. <laughs> right? white pig. And like, that's what, that's like what we're called as like, that's our N-word white for the pig? Japanese white people, white pig.
2: How do you say it in Japanese?
3: Shirobuta. Shirobita. shirobita, Shirobita. Are you my shirobita? I'm going to teach that to all my black friends to be a more. Cr- it's more clever than calling us a cracker or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that's kind of interesting, right? That like we have our own, and like when there is like, like right wing rally- uh, rallies in Japan, which there are quite a lot these days. Really? Uh, yeah, they'll have those kind of signs,
2: and the right wings are
3: against white people. In Japan, yeah, weird. That's well, so they, fascinating. Well, they're kind of like Puritans, right? Obviously, they they mainly hate Koreans, which have like sure ethnic like which are ethnically Japanese, but four generations ago might have whoa, been... whoa. Don't have, tell them that might have been to Korea on a boat trip, and they're like, "Wow, still not pure." And <laughs> and then who's next? Chinese? Or? Uh yeah, they're not. the The right wingers aren't big fans of the Chinese. I don't think they know enough about black people. I just think, um, I mean, blackface like is still a thing in Japan. Like, there was an actor that kind of had to. Say sorry for blacking up in a commercial just last year. They
2: said sorry. Yeah, in China they don't say they even know it's bad. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, They're still doing it, but there's no sorry. There's just like, oh, it's why? Why would I apologize? It's hilarious.
3: <laughs> that is true. Docs <laughs> <Let's> them
2: <talk, laughs> <talk some> immediately. <laughs>
3: yeah, it can be both hilarious and inappropriate, can't it? Uh, but like there was, there was, I remember there was a big uproar um, because ANA, uh, which is one of the, the national airlines of Japan, did a commercial where they like stereotyped a white guy. And this white guy like had blonde hair, blue eyes, and like a massive nose. Mm-hmm. And like the the whole point of the commercial was these guys had comically large noses, and it was really funny. But obviously, like <laughs> white people in Japan got really cross because they haven't got they any- did. Well, they haven't got anything to get cross about, have they? It's the oh, best gosh. life.
2: I mean, are they Jewish because like Jewish people get offensive by uh, when people make fun of our nose because that's like a thing. But there's no stereotype on white noses in general. So well, like, <laughs> but it is <laughs> it- no, it is like a uh, big nose is a thing that a- Asian people think white people have. We, uh, yeah, all white people? like me. Oh, yeah. not even it's not a Jewish thing. It's not as it's not oh, wow. as um it's not as like uh, That's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's not they don't look so deep into it to know right. the difference between Jew and Gentile. That's right. not a conversation. Right, well I know. I, don't, I, don't, I don't
3: think the A advert kind of went to those nuances. Yeah. I don't think it was a flight to Jerusalem. The <laughs>
2: It's just literally white people have big noses. It's right. a stereotype. Oh my god. they, they say two things.
3: Day. They say white people have big noses and small faces. And I remember the first time I went to Japan. <laughs> I got compliment. Like I didn't know it was a compliment, but people were saying to me in English, "Oh, your face is so small." And, and, you do and, have a small face. Oh, stop it! <laughs> 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 that them was just me <laughs> fishing for compliments. <laughs> no, but, were, but like apparently it's an actual thing. But a small face doesn't mean your head is small. And by the way, it is. I recently, for the first time, put on a motorcycle hem- helmet, and I fitted in a small one. So you know, wow, wow,
2: that's upset. That's upset. Where, news. What do they say about people with small faces? That's why I know how far it goes. I don't know.
3: (laughs) Well, they're they're cute because the facial features have to be like the eyes are closer together. Like the eyes are close to the nose. The mouth is close. You know what I mean? It's like a... I mean, it's all scrunchied up. I've just done a scrunchied up kind of <laughs> hand gesture. I think I have a for the voice. for the listening audience. Ollie, what are you? Six foot three? You're a big guy. I'm a big guy. I wouldn't say I'm six foot three, but I stand like I am. You're taller than you used to be. Do you know what? It's really interesting. I'm you, not kidding. When no, we no, met, we're we met taller in,
2: than we used to be. Well, no, we That's met true. in 2015, yeah. and I swear you're taller now. So
3: I think Turner has a point. I think two things might have happened. One, I'm still a young man. It's possible that I could still be growing. How, how old are, how- are you? Thirty. I'm 27. I'm a baby. Oh, you are? Yeah. Right. Now. So, but you 15, don't grow, between 23,
2: you don't usually start growing. So
3: oh, 20- I don't know. Maybe like 25, you stop. But this is what's interesting. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, well, that's the thing. You can't say, that's I the don't thing. know. <laughs>
2: and that
1: makes you right.
3: <laughs> that's, maybe, that's, maybe that's the way to win arguments. We just don't know do he? <laughs> he's like a
2: freak he's growing later ah, you're definitely, definitely taller
3: well i definitely got heavier so how did that happen if we can't yeah, if we don't keep growing yeah i definitely have continued to grow sure thanks i think i win on a technicality <laughs> okay on an unhealthy technicality you're all,
2: yeah you're also bigger in general than all right were. mate
3: now uh <laughs> a few years ago that's why pig in japan is an excellent title now i worked really hard about would have been about 18 months ago now on my posture because ah. I, I realized, living in, obviously living in Japan, I'm way taller than people anyway. And even like tall people, I was still like crouching over. A lot of Japanese societies, like loads of bowing. And also I just, <laughs> I just, I just don't think I was carrying myself very well. So I watched these YouTube videos of these like chiropractors in the US. Sure. And followed them religiously. And it genuinely improved my posture. Wait. So much so that, here's, here's a really interesting uh, thing that happened to me. I was in uh, Seoul doing some shows. And uh, I stayed in like a hostel thing, but like private rooms. So it was like we weren't sharing rooms. There was like a communal area, which I went into. And this British guy who was like clearly just there to game the whole time, like he definitely not left the hostel. But he came out of his room occasionally just to see what social events were going on. So he could like acknowledge they were there and then go back and game. That's what is game? Yeah. Like game, you know, computer game. Like he said that he brought his gaming rig with him well, on holiday to play to Korea. video games. I thought it was yeah, like to
2: game like girls. That's no, I, I thought like you meant <laughs> yeah, no. to like hit on girls. I'm Get like, your that's minds that's out of gutter. Why everyone stays in a hostel. Yeah. That's a I, well, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, in Japan, like different. this, this you fly to another country just to play video. games? Well, that's what he said. Like, but he says Worcester that like Pan. he does, He said he,
3: he he did some some job which was like a warehouse job, and he said it pays him enough that he can spend three months a year just, like, going to places and game, and that's what he loves. And he prefer to game abroad than in his mum's house, because that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're seeing the world. Right.
2: <laughs> well, no.
3: Okay, go ahead. Right, so so he said, are you going to join the, like, some nonsense, like, you know, kimchi making and that sort of
2: Oh, one of those cultural things. Yeah, he said, are you going to join that? Tonight? I said, it's no. like one of these douchey, like, dormant buildings in New
3: York that have, like, few yeah. nights. Yeah, Same thing in a hostel now. <laughs> and and I said, oh, I, w- I won't be joining that. He said, oh, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm actually um." doing a stand-up comedy show just around the corner. He went, oh, you're, you're a comedian. I went, yeah, yeah. And he went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you look like a comedian, right? which isn't him saying you look like a clown. It was clearly him commenting on my, on my posture because I just spent the previous 30 minutes doing one of these exercises and I was standing like I own the place. Wow. Right? And I do I do think that that show of confidence was what made him go, ah, yeah, that makes sense. So to you have better pure self-confidence. Pure confidence.
2: You better, might have extended your spine or something if you really do posture. You do look clear. different, but I will say, yeah,
3: having better self-confidence posture,
2: posture. than a... Uh, traveling video game player <laughs> <You impressed, laughs> is not the highest bar you impressed a traveling video game player but it is fascinating that's like the biggest level of loser I could ever think of <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> really amazing. is like I think the guy who stays at home and plays his mom's house is uh, cooler in a way at least he's not, not wasting, wasting money
3: money on a flight to never leave a hostel <laughs> don't forget this place was cheap to stay in as well was only like oh, $20 right. a night Yeah, shout out yeah shout out <laughs>
2: So what, okay, so you start out in, uh, in you're from, uh, you went to Oxford, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you moved to Japan as a lawyer, and then you immediately fall into television. Yeah, so what and, happened And uh, I stand
3: up comedy. How yeah. does
2: that, how does that all take place?
3: So I, uh, I did, so I studied law uh, at Oxford. I did uh, an exchange year in Paris, where I studied uh, the philosophy of law, because uh, i was looking for an interesting way to get girls. Sure. Right? And, and that's when I first saw live stand-up comedy. Like I'd seen kind of comedians in big theaters and I'd seen uh, stand-up comedy on TV. And that's when I first saw like an open mic in France. Right? Yeah. Cause there was like, oh. there was like, you know, studenty ex patty things to do, you, you, you know, you, you know, the score. And so I went to this little theater. It was called the, the soul gymnas above a proper theater, maybe 60 seats at the time. It would have felt bigger, I suppose. Um, and like I watched it And I was like oh, For the first time Oh it's people Like me that are doing stand up Right uh, And so I was like oh, I'm definitely going to Write some stand up for this I want to do it next time Because everyone seemed Really popular and cool Yeah Little Denido. Yeah. <laughs> yeah And uh, And obviously and At the time I was Skyping my friends Back home uh, Like telling them all stories about like Dating French girls and doing a terrible job. I was like, I'll definitely talk about that. And then uh, I got a girlfriend, which is annoying because I was like, if I then do this open mic and she hears this, that's it.
2: Yeah, sure. I thought you were like, oh, I'm gonna blow up so big immediately that I can't. have a Yeah, yeah. Now you me can't down. be tied down because <laughs> two
3: two open mics in, you're gonna be on TV <laughs> signing autographs. Well, exactly. That's that was my that was my chief concern. No, but I was like, you know, either I don't tell her I'm doing this, but then we were like part of the same friendship group. She would have found out. She definitely would have wanted to go see and. You know, I would have said stuff that she wouldn't have wanted to hear. So I, I, I was sat on this like 10 minutes of material. So then when I went back to Oxford, all my friends, or like the majority of them, had graduated because I like, took that year out. So you
2: just didn't do it because you never had a girl it. that you that didn't want OG. to see. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't want her just, to know your
3: real self. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you could have just done it on a night when she was like, you knew she was like sick or yeah. yeah.
3: Maybe I didn't think it through. But, so, but I went back to Oxford and all my friends had graduated because they had all you know, done their finals uh while i was uh, out in france uh with girls <laughs>
2: <laughs> got it
3: <laughs> is it, it for the record yeah
2: yeah, for the record, you had sex in France. We, we, we got that part. Put that in the record. Yeah. We wanted it out. We will not continue this podcast until everyone's caught on you that are that you are this. You
3: keeping All records? the listeners All understand. Are, uh, yeah, yeah. So Continue. <laughs> we don't need to dwell on it too much, but...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Please, <Let's> dwell.
3: <laughs> and so, um, Oxford has this comedy society called the Oxford Review. Hairy which, armpits? Which or? is like... Hairy armpits? What are you talking about? The French girls. Oh, God. You're,
2: you're, you're dwelling. I thought,
3: you would name, I, on, I thought you were like naming...
1: Naming the name, of, naming, yeah, naming what the name it, of the comedy Yeah, yeah, right. Because that, that is
3: a classic lame name for a okay. for a sketch teeth. group. What, hey, guys, what should we call ourselves? What are the hairy armpits? <laughs> yeah, That's funny. They're over it. Uh, and, uh, and the it's like the Cambridge Footlights, right? Only not as good. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You've not heard of the Cambridge Footlights? Well, that shows what an egocentric view of the world I have. It's like where... So you know Monty Python?
2: Yeah. That's certainly.
3: the the student society where that cast met. Okay. Right? And like loads of, you know, Stephen Fry, you know, lots of British national treasures have come from the Cambridge version, Oxford also has a version which had Mr. Bean in once. Got and so it. that's, that's and that works. Normally you're supposed to join in your first year or your second year really. I didn't because I wasn't really interested in doing comedy back then. Uh, but I was like, hey, can I, you know, turn up to a couple of meetings? Can I get on one of your shows? Um, and so I did, I did like a 10 minute spot. And obviously just because I was like a bit older and kind of had the not really giving a shit attitude because I wasn't keen like all these first years. I did well compared to the other people. And they were like, we haven't got a host for the next couple of shows. No one wants to host it because we're all doing sketches. Do you want to host it? So that was my first like, proper stage time. Um, then graduated from Oxford. What about the girl? Did she break up with her right now? Oh, uh, yeah. If, if she was, she she'd already... But literally by the time I'd started my first semester back in Oxford, she'd... Um, she skyped me saying she was never gonna see me. She, she heard about your she's set. She's like, I to no, She's like, I dreamed of dating a comic.
2: You didn't do it. I'm, I moved on. Word it has it, come uh, across the channel that you <laughs> bombed at okay. the Oxford Review. Harry hairy armpits. <laughs> the hairy armpits are the worst
3: group in the colonies.
2: Please, yeah. And uh, our relationship's over.
3: So. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, so that's so that's basically what happened. I then. Uh, rather than do this, I was like, I'm going to do something else. So I uh, applied for this, like, scholarship program to do postgraduate research in law in Japan. Um, But before that started, I then went to Hong Kong to work as a, like, as an intern, as a judicial assistant. Well, ostensibly to do that, I was actually chasing a girl. (laughs) And... What happened was that literally the day I arrived in Hong Kong, she flew off and met her boyfriend in America. <laughs> oh,
2: gosh. You saw Did you she in? know
3: you were chasing her? Yeah. I'd made it really clear. Like, <laughs> like I'm getting out of the country. There, there could have been, there could have been no doubt, Turner.
2: <laughs> She's like, words come through the
3: colony. the
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I sent her loads Not of now. messages on loads of platforms. She definitely knew.
2: Yeah.
1: And so I was
3: in Hong Kong for like three months and that's when I. Is that it, when we met? Well, it would have been. This would have been 2014, so maybe we would have met the year after. But yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's where I met Nick Mills. He was only
2: like five foot eight at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Was I, I was about knee <laughs> high.
3: Uh, so that's where I met Nick Mills. I did um, an open mic at Takeout Comedy. Uh, I did the brew house open mic on the Wednesday.
2: So when you get to Japan, you already have in mind that I'm going to do a comedy scene here.
3: Well, no. So what happened was I, I, didn't, I had, didn't really think that far ahead because I was really doing this to like, as a way of meeting people. I was expecting to spend three months with the love of my life. Turns out I wasn't. I, was, I had no friends there. And so when I arrived to Fukuoka in the south of Japan, turned up, then, then like a month or two in, I was like, hey, I want to do some comedy. Googled. Have there, has there ever been any comedy in Kyushu, this whole island? And like seven years ago, a German guy did an improv night.
2: Once. Yeah, Once, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: like found, found it online.
2: It's kind of like how it was for me too.
3: And so then I, I found Raw Comedy in Osaka, which had started maybe three years prior, run by a daggers. And uh, he never responded to my emails originally. And then I also messaged the Tokyo Comedy Store uh, who at the time was run by Dave Gutteridge? Again, didn't respond to my emails, and so and so I, I just he didn't...
2: didn't. That's the guy that didn't book uh, Hannibal Burris, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that guy. Yeah, Hannibal Burris. He came to that. Japan yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. and was there for like a couple nights on a vacation yeah uh, tell me st- stop me if i'm wrong with this was on their vacation with his like his family or his friends and he looked up like googled like comedy right, in japan as, and as 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 he as 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 saw there was an open mic night that night down the street uh-huh. so he emailed the guy like hey can i come by and run some time tonight And the guy was like sorry bro we're full Did you know who and it then was? he just didn't get up
3: but 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 dave but what what we're i understand full. what i understand was it's
2: a legendary story he's gonna break the cosby news there what i understand <laughs> was he,
3: <laughs> he uh dave dave regrets this to this day i'm oh, yeah. sure uh Dave replied to that email saying, we're egalitarian we're at the Tokyo Comedy Store. We don't care how famous you are. And he listed a couple of comics that were less famous than I Brothers. You could be. You
2: could be Andy Curtin. Yeah, exactly. You Turn could sports. be.
3: <laughs> you could be Paul Johnson. What a piece of shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, well done. We still wouldn't let you in.
3: Uh, and so we could by, be Joe Schaefer Because I, d- I didn't want to tread on any toes Because I was like maybe someone like r- runs like a monthly night And then they'd be really yeah, yeah, annoyed yeah. if I set one up And so I realised there wasn't one So then I went uh, to like the I sent an email to the editor of the local Expat paper saying have you ever heard of anything And he went no but it's a great idea I'll help, I'll help you market it if you want He gave me some suggestions of international bars I could go to So I went to like six or seven different bars I didn't know much about running a night But I kind of knew what worked in Hong Kong and, and the UK and found this bar uh, in like the kind of club district of Fukuoka uh, called CC Cafe, tiny little bar. And the two owners, one was a, a, a Japanese guy. One owner was a like, kind of Korean American. Uh, both really up for it. Both understood what stand-up comedy was, which like most people in Japan don't. And they were like, okay, we'll do it. So then they put a bit of money behind it. They literally built a stage. We bought lighting and, you know, we made it look as legit as we could. And it was only about 45 seats but we crammed people in. We, you know, we had sold out our first night. We did a monthly show, um, and basically because, uh, you know, because of the the friends I made in Hong Kong, there were loads of people that were like keen to kind of come over and. So you
2: found the original comics. Or yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. And they were keen to fly out uh, until we can get better people, like me. <laughs> yeah, you came out.
2: <laughs> was I in the? Was I, was I in the better people? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Nice.
3: Yeah.
2: No Hannibal Berry. It was also yeah. like less than $100 for me to fly there and fly back to Shanghai. Yeah. For some reason, that's a crazy flight. So what about the TV stuff? Because you started stand-up comedy, then you're on TV. What are some crazy... Like, when I think of Japanese television... I think of crazy. It's insane, right? <laughs> it's people trying to run up a mountain and then a boulder crushing them. Yeah. Um, it's like people, uh, like literally dying on, in the middle of a game show. Yeah. What did you do? Well, I wish I had stories Caesar, like that. A lot of seizures, right? Yeah. A lot of seizures. <laughs> cause the lights. Are ding, 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 yeah. Ding, ding, well,
3: I think the only reason we see these kind of shows is cause they are kind of exceptional. The ma- vast majority of Japanese TV is absolute guff. It's really boring, formulaic, self-congratulatory, self-congratul- guff. About what? just about japan japanese tv is obsessively talking about japan and what's really fun is anytime like anything else in the world is going on they have to find a japanese lens through which to view it sure and and so that's kind of what the times when i was on tv it was always like speaking about what happens abroad i was never a representative of the uk or there. You're the world i was the rest of the, world. the world i was othered <laughs> so what'd you
2: say about us uh, were you a real sellout? Were you like, yes, the world is definitely 100. percent Everyone bows to Japan. So I is it like
3: a news program. Japan's kind of the best. Program where you'd be like- so so I, I did um uh I did a weekly radio report which was live, and that, that I would like go to like some festival or some you know outdoor food. I don't know something Japanese, and then kind of talk about it and say if there's an equivalent in in uh, in the rest of the world, <laughs> the rest of the world. <laughs> uh, and it was really funny. Like they were making me like you know I went to like a, a sparkling wine festival. They were like, can you read us? all the names of the Italian wines authentically. And I was like, yeah. I doubt we have a single Italian listener that's going (laughs) to come bluff." And even even if they do listen, they're not going to email in. So I tell a story in the show.
2: Wait, was this question, was this radio show in English or in
3: Japanese? In Japanese, yeah, yeah. And and that's what I kind of owe me speaking relatively good Japanese. My Japanese is not that good, but I sound really persuasive in Japanese. And that's partly uh, because one of the people... Uh, who produced the segment was part of the management that I was with, uh, and basically she would like write the scripts for me. And every time before we'd start, she'd go through the whole script, help with any words I didn't know, and you know that really really helped, right? Uh, and so yeah, I so I tell one story in the show where I. Did sell out a bit where I just said that in the UK that we don't have kites. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they invented them in Japan. Yeah. you could tell that's what they wanted. Yeah, because I like, was like, you don't have this in your country, right? No, I was right? like,
3: no. The first time I ever saw a kite get was that here. Question
2: all the time when yeah. i mean, they have kites in the most like third world Wait, countries. So, <laughs> did they invent the kite, Japanese? No, I mean, didn't, I mean, Benjamin didn't Benjamin yeah, Franklin? Yeah, the kite
3: Franklin. doesn't need inventing, does it?
2: It sure does.
3: I kites don't know. Don't
2: just appear out of. This I always thin air. thought
3: kites were like a military thing.
2: <laughs> Why? You ah. should really look this up, but yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so <laughs> what no, one knows. What did no, one, no knows? one knows. No Do one that. knows. Uh, so what happens with the, st- the kite story?
3: Well, that's. I mean, that is the beginning and the end of the story. I just. I just, de- I just declared that there are no kites. I was at when I was in
2: China two weeks ago. I was at a dinner and so, and they served shrimp, and someone at the table said <laughs> to me, yes. "Shrimp." They don't have shrimp in America, do they? <laughs> Amazing. And I said, "Yeah, I think they have shrimp everywhere in the world.
3: Yeah, anywhere where there's a sea, maybe." Then. <laughs> uh,
2: no. But clearly, they wanted me to say no. They want to be like, "No, no, no. This yeah, is exactly. only in China." You, you can, can never work sh- for Chinese TV. But, you can get but, your, shrimp, but,
3: but this is something that I do think unites the world. That like people are so persuaded of the lens through which they see the world that whatever they see is the standard, right? Then anything else in the world is is, is like different to that standard, right? Yeah. The, the way they see the world is the standard right. by which the world should be measured. And so we're so guilty of kind of betraying that bias by asking people about, about what's different in their country rather than what's the same. Like people are so persuaded that they're not like other people, but loads of people are like them.
2: Yes. Yes. Wait, what? I don't think people are like me, personally. But. No, I get what you're saying. If he th- if everyone, whoever we were in the world... is still trying goes, to process what I yeah. just said. <laughs> I'm waiting for Cap to explain people it. People see the world through, you know, how they, how they live. They just think that's the life. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, Exactly. You know that's why when you came back to America you were so lost because you you saw the world through the Chinese lens. Yes, very <laughs> true.
3: He was so lost. It's a shaky premise.
2: <laughs> I mean, is it not true? <laughs> Have you hung out with
3: me? Yeah, no it is. I, I can com- I completely agree. And I don't, I've, uh, it's just so difficult also just to explain exactly what that life is like to people that haven't lived it. It's in you almost don't want to. It's like, it doesn't, you know, you just No can't, one really cares. You can't imagine, say, living in the UK or living here and only going to one of six bars. Because they're the only bars which, like, you're not going to have hassle. And there's going to be people that you know there.
2: Right. Yeah, but that actually is more fun. I think you can in America because it's like going to college. In college towns, uh, Ah, yeah, that's yeah. what bars are like. There's, like, yeah. six bars where the college kids go that's to. interesting. And then there's the, because they're all cheap. And, like, they let in underage and then, kids. And kids who go abroad, then they fall into that where they only go to, like, six bars and like, London or somewhere. Yeah, so like it's those that, are like the places where they I always know. try to tell people that it's like a college life, but extended for as long as you want it. Right. And if you go until you're like, like, you're about the age, pretty good. I don't know when you're thinking of leaving. Oh, I've left. Oh, you're out.
3: Well, I have to because otherwise I will stay forever. Yeah, because well, yeah, it's you, so good.
2: You don't want to be the forty year old and then who's just like, just <laughs> life's in the I gutter. I know. Yeah, I know.
3: Really? Well, that, so that, that's that, basically that was my concern. I was living in this great apartment. It was like 450 dollars a month for a two bedroom apartment in the center of town yeah that, the international airport has like direct flights to Europe, direct flights to San Francisco it's like a good international airport I was you know, I was doing loads of really interesting projects, but uh, I was like I, can't, I just can't do this forever.: so
2: this is you you're gone now
3: I think so well that, I mean certainly the conclusion of the show is that I've left, so that would be annoying if I haven't because I've got to rewrite that
2: well that's like uh, what's her name the lady the, the lady who the Australian lady who did the stand-up thing about how she was quitting comedy, oh, he, <laughs> and then she didn't
3: quit. Oh yeah, this was um Hannah Gatsby. Hannah, Hannah Gatsby, <laughs> yeah. that's him.
2: So what yeah. are you? He's where are you moving the to? Hannah Gatsby of Japan. I, yeah, you're the Hannah Gatsby. If you, if you don't, if you don't move,
3: <laughs> should I put that on my poster? You're really Hannah pulling Gatsby a Hannah Gatsby. Uh, so I don't know. That's that's yeah. So I'm as so as of next week, I'm uh valiantly. Allowing my mum to move back in with me in her house, in
2: in her house. Where you so you're moving again? in with your mom, hundred percent. What time? Cherish- I, was, I was gonna say there's no room in New York City. for <laughs>
3: you. Cherish them. I see he's got his <laughs>
2: luggage here, so I was like, he's just gonna go. Or- <laughs> hey, you gotta go somewhere. So I
3: mean, so basically, the, the way um, the way that I think about it is, I like there are enough festivals in the world which you can like spend a month at a time, and it's better if you spend long times at these festivals, like the, like Edinburgh, like Adelaide, like Perth. Um, and so that's kind of uh you know occupied the last 6 to 8 months. I'm thinking about moving back to the UK, but I need to spend a bit of time there to know whether I want to. The next like big thing in my kind of comedy diary is is the the Fringe um in in August, and so uh, you know that that's kind of in Edinburgh. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, maybe you know maybe maybe we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll get incredibly bored. Cuz I do think one one thing that I quite liked about living in Japan is There's always something to do which is going to occupy like loads of your brain power for as long as you need it to. So like if you want to make a particular kind of bank transfer in a Japanese ATM... What happens is like the English menu only goes so far. So they'll translate it into English up to like reset your pin and withdraw money. But the moment it's like you've got to do anything like, like an adult would do, it's all in Japanese. And that's when it's like, well, I literally could be in an, a- an hour now. Just, you know, looking up characters and sending money to the wrong person and calling <laughs> them, asking for it back. There's also
2: uh, in, the, in the expat lifestyle, there's the thing where no one really has families. No one's mom is having a birthday this weekend. And so they have to go home and they can't go out. Yeah, well, like th- no one's families are around, so everybody's basically single. Even if they're married or in a relationship, the other the person they're with doesn't have their extended family there either. Yeah, so everybody's hanging out all the time. Yeah. Whenever you move back, people don't hang out as much because everyone has obligations all over the
3: place. Yeah, that, I, I think that I think that's probably true. And, and I think and don't forget the kind of the kind of people that are predisposed to moving abroad do tend to be the people that are up for new experiences. Yeah. You know, they do tend to be somewhat interesting. And so the, you know, they they are, on average, pretty more interesting people than you'd meet. Or back delaying in your own adulthood, people, yeah. yeah. 100 percent. The people
2: 100%. who won't go abroad, are the people who like won't go to a good party because like Game of Thrones is on or something. But they're just, like they're not those people. They're like yeah, that's what I'm saying. So exactly. When You come back, you you enter a world. where yeah. you won't do anything? Yeah. Especially as you get older.
3: Although so. I I I did I did try and make this point uh, on on the radio once in Japan that a lot of the Japanese a lot of the Americans that Japanese people meet. Are there because like they're absolutely obsessed with manga or anime or whatever part of Japanese culture it is? Yeah, and then they move to Japan. We call those people
2: creeps, (laughs) right?
3: Well, there's a Japanese word for it, otaku. Uh, Oh, really? Yeah, but then which then which then they've. That's different than white pig. I oh, know otaku. <laughs> otaku. So otaku in Japanese, like if if you use the word to a Japanese person, otaku means like, otaku. it's it's worse than a nerd. It's right, like it's someone that's like really kind of reclu- reclusive. Joe
2: Schaefer. Well, nerds are cool now, but I'm not otaku's. Not otaku's. <laughs> you
3: wouldn't want to be called an otaku, but like these Americans of like, well, not just Americans, Europeans too uh australians new zealand yeah, white so people i know the people they've a... they've like re- reclaimed this word so like they, they like on their twitter profile they'll say you know otaku oh they're proud of it's
2: it. like the uh incels or whatever right the right. guys who can't get laid and like that's their identity now so they don't yeah, get laid. Well, the, the they japanese call... you heard of these people no yeah they're on the internet clearly <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a... a whole it's like a um it's a subset of society of men who can't get laid Right, well, that's a lot of men, but then you don't, know, pr- you don't, I- you don't, no, they like, get together and then like they're proud oh, of they it. They just say, like, fuck it, we're doing this intentionally. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> What's really good is on the records of this podcast, we know that I couldn't possibly form part of that group of no. people.
2: No, no, exactly. We all heard it's it. It's all the way you back mean, in 2013. Yes, in Paris, was- France. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So what do they think of you? What do Japanese people think of a big, bumbling uh, British guy <laughs> walking down? Calm the... down. Well,
3: <laughs> <laughs> so that, so that, that's kind of my point, that I didn't come to Japan with like a desperate desire. to like, I'd literally never read a manga novel in my life. I'd not watched it. I've never any heard anime. of that.
2: Mango. Yeah.
3: Manga. I don't know. You know what manga is? No. Like, ch- like comic books. Maga? Manga. Comic books. Oh, comic books. <laughs>
2: I mean, I'm not into comic books. I know what comic books are. <laughs> are. I don't know what manga is.
3: It's like Japanese comic it's books. It's like this. Okay. Cr- jab,
2: yeah. I know anime. Anime. So, and, yeah, like,
3: yes. you know, and like the people that go there, these people that like their whole cultural identity is is, is based on, on loving this thing. They go yeah. to conventions. I'm like,
2: not even kidding. Joe Schaefer is one of these people. They get dressed really? up, cosplay. Yeah. He moved to Japan first and then came to China. Right. Shout late. out, Joe. You're he a, get, he gets a, late, a kaku or whatever. <laughs> 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 he gets late though. I know. He does. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Clear that up. And these, <laughs> these people... <laughs> He's been to France? <laughs> He's been <laughs> to France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the code for getting laid. Yeah. Joe Schaefer's been to France once or twice. Once yeah. or twice, being in a taco. Paul Schaefer. I mean, Paul, Paul, Paul,
3: Paul Johnson, I'm not sure. Not so much. <laughs> Paul Johnson's not been <laughs> to France.
2: So these people... Paul so so anyway, anyway. like Johnson anyway, hadn't to been
3: to France until he'd, until he'd left Germany.
2: Sure, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> when he was a, uh, if you go back and listen, Mormon, he Mormon, had a whole. Yeah. We had a we podcast just, with him about being Mormon in Germany.
3: Well, there we go. Uh, so back to the Ikakus So, so basically, the, I I, I try to explain to Japanese people that like the vast majority of foreigners that you're meeting in Japan are not representative of right. like foreigners in the rest of the world.
2: Oh or, like, yeah. Right? Like, these
3: are people that like, like Japanese have a, like a crazy overestimation of quite how popular their popular culture is because they're, they're meeting like Westerners that are obsessed by it. Sure. Right. And so. I
2: could see that. Yeah,
3: and so, and so, like, you know, I think back to like someone like my mum. So your your whole job
2: is like, calm down, Japanese. Yeah, you're not as cool as you think. Get over yourselves. I mean, yeah. you did invent the
3: kite, but you're not that cool. <laughs> yeah. Other than the kite, <laughs>
2: besides that. By the way, great job on that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm going to bring one back. And, and so, like, because I, I didn't have that kind of burning desire. Japanese people, like, they're so used to kind of asking, "Why did you learn Japanese?" And for me, it was like, well. I probably could have gone to any country that would have offered as generous a scholarship and, you know, which language I could have learned. I probably sure. would have been as happy because all I was interested in was not being in the UK. Yeah. Right. Not necessarily being in Japan. Um, but, but, yeah.
2: So you kind of cool guy, him. You were like the cool guy at the bar who's not interested really? in the He's hot not, chick yeah. and then he gets her. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but,
3: but but they weren't. I don't know. I guess when I was younger and skinnier, I was like more like. I remember those days. More like shorter, considerably shorter. Shorter, shorter, considerably shorter. shorter. Yeah, yeah. I
2: wonder would I want to be taller and heavier? Like it's like an interesting trade off. Like, you, you do. Yeah. Ha- you walk into a room now with this with the extra. I don't. I, I don't want to say how many kilos, but also height. Let like, me put it this way: a sense of authority. the extra kilos
3: is it's, enough to be a luggage allowance. It's fifty pounds. I don't know what that What's is. What's
2: the What do you mean a luggage allowance? To but, go to fly to get on oh, yeah, yeah. for a bag? You mean a yeah. bag allowance? Fifty. <laughs> they, don't, pounds. they don't have one for. 50 is that like yet. twenty kilos? Turner wants to have one. Something people. like that. Yeah. I've told him my whole bit. I I think that you, it should be a combined weight. Yeah. Your, your I think that to go onto the airplane, it should be your weight, your your, your, your personal weight plus <laughs> your bag added up weight. So if you weigh less, you should get more luggage allowance. Yeah. So at the
3: check-in desk, would and you? And if you're uh, yeah, you a both big guy to go together.
2: If you weigh over three hundred pounds, if the weights if the combined weights two fifty, yeah. get on a treadmill. They have a treadmill in you the back, re- you can, you can, can run re- it off.
3: I, I would say rather than the treadmill, they should just install some like port-a-loos. Go on, you can try it.
2: Yeah, and give you some uh you can you can crap it out. <laughs> yeah. So
3: so the Japanese people they so are like a loser.
2: To the, a what about yeah is there a lot of people also there for like video games and stuff? Is that like a yeah, thing of like course. Video, Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. A, like definitely
3: there are have, enough have, normal people in cuz my kid the wants parents.
2: to take a pilgrimage there cuz like Sonic the Hedgehog and all. that. Yeah, stuff. I need to have a good time. We'll be in Akaku. in <laughs> Akaku, I got to change how and I'm raising them. this like, whole I got a question about Don't get me
3: wrong cuz there's going to potentially there are going to be friends that I've been in Japan that are listening to this going, I think we might have all been tarred with the same brush.
2: Oh, like, that we do that every week. We, we don't care. big
3: tars. Uh, okay. here.
2: here's what you got to do what un- colors un- the tar unfriend them all on social media and you're fine
3: yeah okay uh, there are enough it's worth it people. trust me for
2: these amount of listeners we're gonna your oh, career is gonna be in oh, a new boy. place oh really Big pop after this Big, should, I, can, should
3: i put social media on lockdown until
2: yes i have a question about japan why are they compared to the rest of um asia uh japan is very organized clean Asia, I guess outside of South Korea, uh, the rest of Asia I've been to, I've not been to North Korea. The rest of the place I've been, it's very organized there. Yeah, it's very and organized. Very clean. <laughs> the rest, of, it's very like just it's, including China in this chaos. There's uh, scooters going everywhere, people flying all over the place. It's but it's fun, it's exciting, but it's also dirty and smells bad. But Japan is the one place that everything's clean, everything waits, everyone waits to cross the street. It what smells happens? Ni- smells
3: nice there. Um, so I'm probably not the best person to ask about this. Probably a Japanese person would be able to...
2: Like, we don't know any of them. Yeah. yeah. You're, our You're so as close as
3: we get. You how, speak for them. How can white people find out about other people, get another white person to talk about it on mic? I, my sus- Pretty much. My suspicion is, what, like, why is Japan like markedly different culture to the rest of Asia? It's partly, I think, because like they were just isolationists. So there wasn't that same amount of cross-pollinization. Right? So like for 200 years, Japan was like, not even wanting to trade with Asia. Maybe they'd like accept something of them from the Dutch. And I think it's also just a, a, a byproduct of their wealth, right? Just think about how, you know, the Japanese economy, particularly during the 80s, was just on a different scale to anything any other Asian country they could imagine. They to
2: crush us. They were supposed to be the ones, not China.
3: And, and so I, I it probably is just a byproduct of the fact that they, they've got all this wealth. They spent it on nice infrastructure. When you've got nice infrastructure, you don't really want to ruin it.
2: They have nice cars. You gotta have nice roads.
3: I, th- yeah. I, th- I think an- another thing that's, that's quite interesting about Japan is they do have this this sense of of community that doesn't exist in in the West. And I think that's best exemplified with. Uh, in the West, we say our first names first, right? Yeah.
2: And well, we say our, our given name first. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Whereas in Japan, you'd say your surname first. Like you, you first belong to your family, and then your first name is but a subset. Well, that's of what name. I do. But yeah. L- likewise, if you're if you're presenting yourself like say from your company, like say I'm, I'm Ollie Horn who works for Toyota in English. say oh I'm Ollie. I work for Toyota. Whereas in Japanese, you say, I'm Toyota. I'm Toyota. Horn, Ollie. Really? Yeah. And, and so proud like proud of your company, I,
2: I, that's I, I, why they kill themselves when they get fired.
3: Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't except know. We cut, maybe we, we should just say we don't know. We don't know. I'm I think Bob. that's, that's <laughs> one. Maybe that's just one pithy example. <laughs> <I'm>
2: bomb! <laughs> <Bob's> Bob. <laughs>
3: That's the move, though. Yeah. Bob. Uh, it is cooler If you have a good Cap- job, you do Bob, it. you're Bob Kaplan-Michael. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's a pithy example, but... It, it, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm comedy Sparks
3: Turner. Comedy? <laughs>
2: comedy
3: you sound like you're a children's entertainment. make
2: a living. <laughs> yeah, you have pride, though, in your company. What if you don't work in for Japan. a company like me? Actually,
3: I, I did just get to... What do freelancers do? I guess they just present them as themselves. I'm a freelancer.
2: So oh. what do you... All right. So you're going to be all around the world. So you don't know what you're doing. We've caught you right in the middle of a big yeah. life crisis here. Yeah, he's just... That's got one woman. Where's all your it? stuff? Is it still...
3: Uh, I, I, most of my stuff is just in, is in two bags. So basically...
2: <laughs> uh- <laughs> Like they
3: know you're not coming back to Japan. Like you don't have like oh so 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 what yeah. ha- so what actually happened in Japan? Um, what about the club and everything? No one listens to this, do they? Um, <laughs> what? Now we're in, now we're in the good part of the podcast. <laughs> so what actually happened was I'd finished the Edinburgh Fringe and I was my plan was to stay in Japan for longer, right? To so, like to go back and carry on living the, my best life. But I was always kind of thinking, I you know I want to do something else. Um, I just I was working on a. a a language learning platform that that had kind of just kind of come to an end. I was you know, I was talking with the guy that I set that up with Philip. We were kind of w- looking to launch a new project anyway, and I was like, maybe that can be the reason I move somewhere else. And basically, I went back to Japan to find out that the guy that I was uh, subletting my apartment with, so like we had an Airbnb that comics would stay in, and then while I was out of town, because I was like, on tour for maybe five six months of the year, I'd Airbnb my apartment. The guy that I was doing it with went through his own shit and I just don't know why. Apparently now he lives on an island and no one's heard of him.
2: Yeah, <laughs> get this guy in the pod. Shutter um, Island.
3: <laughs> but um, we had like a joint bank account that we were using to like keep the Airbnb running. you out with uh, your roommate? There was not any money there oh, no. and idea. I was getting e- like angry emails from the landlord saying you haven't paid your rent for the last two oh, months. No. So basically that that literally cleaned me out. So I made a little, like a little bit of money from Edinburgh, which is unusual. Most, yeah. most of the time comics go to Edinburgh and just lose loads of money in one big vanity project. Alex Keely is a comic in the UK lost a lot of money. Well, no, well uh, everyone does, but maybe he didn't actually, he's doing a free fringe show, but, but he, he said, <laughs> he's, he said, at the end, <laughs> he said at the end of his show, uh, a line which really stuck me he went, um, One of my dreams as a comic is to come up to this festival and not be fined for doing what I love. It's <laughs> really funny. So, anyway, so I, I just kind of made that decision there and then I was like, I just can't be bothered with this anymore. So, we closed down the two Airbnb. Also, Airbnb had just become illegal in Japan, so it was going to be tricky anyway. Was sure. illegal? What? What was illegal? Uh, Airbnb, doing Airbnb, like, oh, Airbnb. It was like a okay. huge registration system and a load of bureaucracy, which. Was this guy another expat? No, Japanese guy. Um, mm-hmm. And so and we were buddies. Japanese guy. And uh, who knows? But basically, he needed the money more than... Uh, he needed that friendship. And <laughs> so... you
2: contact him? He just doesn't return your calls or anything? I think I
3: met him. Because possibly... I've
2: stayed in that Airbnb and you yeah. were out teaching or working for the day and so he came and let me in. It has to be the same guy. Yeah. Anyway, he... let's... Your wallet was gone later. What's his name? Let's dock Let's him. not do that. Let's...
3: <laughs> <laughs> and so on that basis I just got rid of all my stuff literally just um, my friend John John Bear uh, shout out he, John Bear? yeah, you, you might have met him actually he did, he did comedy hey, John Bear John
2: Bear is a good name
1: it's yeah, great it's like a real man. name
3: it, it, it's his stage name but it comes from his Icelandic name which also apparently means bear so oh. that's great uh like the thing is, he, like he, he, he started doing comedy and his English is so good, like better than anyone's really. And he was like saying, I'm Icelandic. And he just obviously wasn't Icelandic because his English was too good to be Oh, fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, you got to stop saying that. Unless-
2: or you got to ramp up the accent.
3: Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. You got to do what's the accent? Ramp it up. Oh, ramp like it up. Make it more uh, obvious. Yeah, okay. And so we just hired a van which was great fun. Never hired a van in my life before. That's adult. I've never done that in the UK. What story are we on to now? Well, just then I just got got rid of all my stuff. Oh, I see. Put it in the van and
2: threw it down the river. Then,
3: uh, coincidentally, uh, had, uh, an opportunity to go to San Francisco and get a visa to go there, uh, to work on this project, which I'm, uh, launching to do with home cooked food. I'm a massive foodie. Oh yeah. Well, I'm a massive (laughs) anything. (laughs) (laughs) Got in there before you did. (laughs) Um, and the law in California is changing to allow people to sell home cooked food legally, which I think is great. Yeah, Wait, right. Whole cooked food, home cooked food, home
2: cooked. Oh, home cooked food. We mean you can't sell. Oh, like because you're not at, like a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
3: yeah. Like, you can't get. But but they're changing the law. So like, there's a massive black market for this food anyway, right? Like if you want authentic Mexican food, you just find the right Facebook Wait, group. Wait, what? <laughs> really? You're just go into oh. someone's house. Yeah, you just, just pick it up. Show up at a Mexican family's house. And <laughs> you know, I, I demand. Drink. Here's some money. Excuse me. me. Ollie says.
2: <laughs> Ollie says I can have two chili rillet
3: <laughs> Who's Ollie? Listen to the pod. It provides you with a good amount of context. Um, and so that's, then I was in San Francisco for three months, which was great. I got to. Just making uh, Mexican probably, food? A good law on San Francisco. I can't believe
2: it. I like it. This
3: yeah is great man it's very progressive so
2: you're out of japan don't know what's next
3: no i'd like i i, I do quite like being in the states like new, I've, I've never been to new york before stay, right
2: stay but yeah <laughs> there's not enough room for you on on the island but you on can the, live out in
3: brooklyn okay well <laughs>
2: all right well we got to get to the news should we do this yeah let's, you know, stick around for the news he's An authority on a lot of things we so got a we lot of news re- items you know, to get to stories okay and, there's been a lot of news today okay i'll stick
3: around for the news all right Play stick around music. for the news
2: Before we get to the news, Ollie, where can people find
3: you? Uh, Well, geographically, who the hell knows? I don't even know myself. Um, Instagram, Ollie Horn Picks. Some stellar content on there. P-I-X? P-I-C-S. Well, that's for Oli Horn P-I-C-S, like a picture. It should come up. Um, If anyone knows anyone that's going to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this year, I have one and a half thousand tickets to sell. Wow. And I haven't sold them all yet. So that would be amazing. Uh, You can find details for that show at edfringe.com search for Ollie Horn Pig in Japan tickets are on sale but not selling I was
2: looking at the ad. you did the Adelaide Fringe yeah that's great where's Adelaide South Africa Australia how was it
3: the reviews were great (laughs) (laughs) we got there Um, so Adelaide was really great I stayed with family uh, or rather I say family like family through marriage but not even marriage so my mum's boyfriend's younger brother has a house there because that's where he lives Um, that counts Um, and uh, and she was like, you know, you get it, definitely got to stay. Turns out they were great. How awful would that have been if they weren't? Yeah. Um, but it was, it was just a great festival. Uh, the shows went. Well, got progressively better. Loads of other spots you can do, uh, which all pay. The reviews were good. I got good reviews, and it was better than the Perth festival Did I tell you what happened in Perth? No. So, it's, so the way that these festivals work is you have to. Uh, this isn't news. Oh, man, it is we'll news. We'll get to news. the news. We'll get it, to the news. It's my this. news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personal news. <laughs> Lo- news. local news. Local news. local news from two months ago for a festival that's long gone. So the way that these festivals work is you kind of work via like a a venue manager who like produces that venue. Yeah. Um, and they they normally manage you know between half a dozen and you know, 20 venues. And uh, I turned up the day before my first show in Perth, where I booked into a 35-seater venue, which was gonna be great. But my show requires a screen, and the guy there was like, oh, I'm really sorry, the screen's not working. Can you do your show without a screen? And I was like, I don't think I can. And so I was like, okay, well, let's see what we can do. We either fix the screen, which they couldn't, or we'll move you to a different venue. So they moved me to a different venue, focusing mainly on the screen. Yeah. So they moved me to the ve- to a venue which has the largest screen in Western Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Western Australia. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Western Australia. <laughs> How <laughs> big is that? Which was a 300-seat like, venue. 300
3: seats? And I'd sold for that first show 13 tickets.
2: Wow. And
3: so the audience filed in, just thinking, what well, on have we let ourselves in for? Obviously it's gonna be better. And
2: are they just spread out over three hundred seats? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, rem- I
3: removed it. all the seats. So I just there was the ten lonely seats. So you're sell out? It was yeah, standing room only.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it's so
2: it's like ten seats in the middle of a basketball gym.
3: Ju- <laughs> yeah, basically, and it's just, just like with WNBA games play at Mass Square Garden. <laughs> like
1: it was it was said. the back room
3: of like a massive like sports bar <laughs> yeah. nightclub, you know, venue complex. Yeah. Wait, curt- you, they,
2: they'll play like American soccer in like a big football American football stadium. Yeah, and there's like they have to put curtains over the top and everything. <laughs> so all the seats.
3: But it was it was just so degrading to to start the show by going look this isn't me having been ambitious and that ambition having now (laughs) failed i
2: needed a screen i needed
3: a screen screen.
2: first news story of the week comes to us from time magazine kaplan all right that's where i get all my news besides here a clean chinese restaurant in new york is the latest flashpoint in a debate over cultural appropriation oh boy (laughs) On Monday, uh, chef and health coach Ariel Haspel. will <laughs> be a chef and a health coach. I, sure. I don't think so. Not well. <laughs> not not, not, not successful at either one. Yeah. Chef and health coach Ariel Haspel opened Lucky Lee's in New York City, a restaurant that she has dubbed as clean Chinese food, uh, clean Chinese restaurant that she said would combine her healthy eating focus with her love of Chinese American food. Mm. Her opening quickly was dampened by online backlash, people calling it cultural appropriation. Here's what I have to say. Can yeah. I start? Yeah, you, this is your area of expertise. Let's just skip the cultural appropriation thing and just say this is going to be a garbage, terrible restaurant. This is well, going to be bad food. Why? Healthy Chinese food? Get the fuck you out of here. healthy Chinese food? Uh, Chinese American food in general? Get out of here. I want Chinese food I want slippery Slippery floors As I've said before I want people smoking In the restaurant <laughs> I want something Maybe. About the cigarette The ash Getting into the food Makes it they taste better sp- I don't know what they it is smoke in restaurants That's In China Well, yeah. Amazing Yeah do they do it in Japan? I've seen no. smoking in restaurants with. I've been at dinners where there are new. Like the the dinner is for a newborn baby. The baby <laughs> is sitting at the table, and everyone's smoking cigarettes and just blowing it into his face, just coughing into the baby's mouth. Give him cancer from the get go. I do.
3: I do remember being at a restaurant in Hong Kong where the the guy that was making the food was smoking as he was like cooking. That's so, every so as he was restaurant. Sorting. But it did occur to me: how on earth is he tasting what he's eating? He's not, is he? Because he knows it's going to be delicious. Yes! Because, because everything nothing. he's put in has to be delicious. What are we going to do? Add some meat. Great. Oil. Great. Yeah. MSG. Are you going to taste it? A, What's the point? Put a couple
2: ducks up in the window so yeah. people know it's good. Away you go. I don't. I think the, the problem is, with this is that, that this lady doesn't know what she's doing. You can't be, as you said, right. a chef and a health coach. You're not going to make good Chinese. I think food. that this place should be allowed, but it's like you know how like you have like a therapy dog. If you prove that you're uh, recording, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you get a therapy dog if you prove and you have a reason for it and get on a plane. Sure. Like I feel like 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 see I had like a heart attack. I don't know if you're so like I, a regular listener I, I, of the post. I, I can't. Yeah. So I can't eat Chinese food really because it's really low, the sodium issue and all that stuff. Yes. So someone like me should be able to be like, well. I'm allowed to go in there without being hated on. No. Wait, why? Because it's like I'm not allowed to eat Chinese food at all right now. So if I go in here, this is like a half I think house. it
3: depends how you're dressed. I think
2: you just shouldn't eat Chinese food, shouldn't eat food anymore. You should again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't seem fair.
3: I think if you go into this restaurant, you should dress up in like Chinese cultural garb. <laughs>
2: you should have a gong. I'll, okay, I'll wear a gong. They should gong it. This white lady should gong it every time you walk in. She should have a rice hat on. Yeah, her she name. should go full on. Full on. I, I also I haven't heard of cultural appropriation being in the news in years. Like I, th- I mean, honestly thought that was over. It's I thought that fad was over. That we cared about that. That we fake cared about that. Oh no, they cared about everything. There was a girl with the mansplaining, manspreading. I honestly thought that was all out the window when we got like real problems. We, no, 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 no. I no, think no. the <laughs> thing
3: about appropriation is is this idea that like something which is owned by a minority community is kind of taken by a majority community and then it's no longer in their control. Right. right, like they, they no longer control the narrative, right? That, you know, yeah, that, that's why um, you know racial you know that's why.
2: So you think they're going to be worried that?
3: Uh, no, I'm if... saying they won't be worried. Chinese people are like people... do what you want. Yeah, dude, our Chinese people? This won't there touch Chinese us.
2: Chinese restaurants in America that, that like there aren't, especially ones in like like Manhattan. Like you know, there's like these areas like Chinatown with like authentic. Most of them aren't authentic, as you've found out. Already. Oh, they're mostly Japanese people working, Wait, so or Chinese people working at sushi restaurants. So what's the difference between that and this? I mean, this is not authentic. Here's what the but difference is. She's when it's a, it's a, Yeah, it's that when it's but, a um, Chinese person cooking... At a, at a sushi restaurant, white we people don't, don't know that they're yeah, not right, Chinese right, right, or right. Japanese. Right. That's the only difference because white people are the ones who complain about cultural appropriation. If you go, yeah, if you go to a, and they're not complaining about that because they don't know because they're too ignorant to know that that yeah. is also cultural appropriation. I, I went
3: to a, yeah, a, a Thai fusion restaurant in San Francisco and noticed all the servers were Japanese. Yeah. And...
2: Did you? Did you, throw you, fit? Oh, did you, you write a blog? Tell?
3: No, I asked about it, and they were like, "Well, there's just loads of Japanese restaurants here. Right, that thai are run by got, Chinese were,
2: Thai got very popular, exactly. And then Japanese was the popular in like yeah. the nineties. Yeah. yeah so, they, so what are you going to so, do? And then, so but I think like the go.
3: difference is right because because they're from that part of the world. Generally, Americans don't really want to want to complain.
2: No, it's because they don't know the difference,
3: right? But, That's but imagine why imagine, don't imagine, if, imagine if it was like a load of Nigerians that set up a Nepalese restaurant. Right.
2: Well, there'd be no complaint. That's why you could get away with it. Not in America. No, because no, you have to be white. To complain Right Yeah but it like, it's like An interesting thing As you're saying Because like we Like if you go to an Italian place It feels like authentic You want like a ta- But it's like hard So now it's like If like a Greek guy Or a, a Turkish guy Was trying to pull off Being Italian yeah, you can't tell the difference it's, it's like that's the thing You need to be That you can't tell the difference thing I just it was imagine, a Nigerian guy <laughs> I just imagine myself Being in China Because um, we did have The local like Expat restaurant In quotation marks Where it was just A Chinese guy opened a food That was like western food West, or like Western Chinese food no, no, no. Like American, like it would have burgers and pizza and and sandwiches. And I just imagine myself going in there and just throwing a fit that he's appropriating <laughs> my culture. What is going
3: on yeah. here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I did the opposite. I ate there like every day because it was the only thing that was like close enough yeah. to my yeah. style of
3: food. What about in Japan? Is it
2: like like what's yeah. the Western
3: food? Well, food? what's really interesting is... Uh, like uh, Japanese people are by nature, I think, very inquisitive, and the, they're very good at refining things, right? Like I think it's typical of Japanese history that they invent stuff as much as they create. It, oh, they other than f- the kite, but yeah, other than the kite, <laughs> they they take an existing idea and they refine it, and so that's why I think you'll find some of the best pizza. Like even Italians in knowledge, some of the best pizza in the world is found in expensive pizzerias in Tokyo. Really, with like a Japanese guy that's like spent twelve years in Naples learning the craft, bringing oh. it back. <laughs> importing ingredients like, like really caring like giro dreams of pizza yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. i watch the original Iron chef
2: they take yeah they take it seriously yeah. Yeah. he spent his whole life like, crafting the perfect slice
3: exactly and he fires his kids and, and every six and months do you know what? Having, they don't make it right having eaten some of the the best pizza in rome uh just a month after i had uh, a pizza in this restaurant in uh, nakameguro in, in the center of tokyo absolutely agree that like this guy really? knocked it out of the park I you will say, need to go
2: to like Lombardi's while you're in New York or one of the places that's like...
3: A dollar you know, a slice.
2: No, no, one of the really good places that people oh. think is the best and take a bite of it and just go,
3: it's good, <laughs> but not as good as Japan. Not as good as Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> as good as Jiro. And also you'll find incredible French restaurants too in Japan. By, French, by Japanese people. By Japanese people, yeah. yeah. That's
2: amazing. So the cultural appropriation is allowed in that Because they're killing it. But yeah, they're, they're doing a, a job. great job of that's it. Ma- so maybe it that's the, the
3: difference. Yeah. Maybe if you culturally appropriate, but you do a really excellent I job, we'll let you off. Good.
2: Like if the, food, if the food's probably not good at this place because it's healthy. But like if she made if the food's awesome. Next news story: <laughs> Scientists discover cocaine in every shrimp tested from English Rivers. Study oh, finds <laughs> <laughs> King's College and University of Suffolk researchers cut shrimp from 15 different sites across England's Suffolk County. Which is, more rural, uh, which is a more rural area on the coast of northeast, northeast of London. Now, there's cocaine in all these shrimp. Why could that possibly be? They say
3: it's not the shrimp's fault, by the way.
2: Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> they great. want to make that very clear. It's that clear they, the they're not shaming the shrimp in this.
3: So that was my first instinct. Maybe these shrimp have a really <laughs> just, like, high pressure job. <laughs> <What
2: a state. laughs> they just need
3: to let loose. you your night
2: out. It's stressful being you know, I, you're gonna caught my... up in a net and like, just gone. Life's over. I know you've been gone for a while, but is cocaine back? Well,
3: so uh, he left. Certainly, him, certainly at Oxford, people were taking like study drugs a lot, and I thought that was quite sad. You know, not cocaine, but drugs that were like you know, oh, uh, Adderall. Maybe yeah, so they yeah, do yeah, that, and they do that. The in in lobster tails
2: loaded in Adderall.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. know. My impression of the city of London now is like everyone does yoga. Maybe I'm completely out of time. Is Suffolk County that's near... That's sad. It, you
2: know, I think right. that's the new world we're in. London, everyone's become they like... They do yoga soap. and coke. It's the like same I person. In, right. I was in Boston. As, as they're
3: bending over for the downward it, dog, they take yeah. a sniff and then back. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> a it. sad
2: state of affairs that London.
3: I guess my question is, is this shrimp that is normally being fished? Like, I've never really heard of British yeah, shrimp. Yeah,
2: they, they just took shrimp... Uh, well, they did a study. I don't know now if it or Why, why it did they studied. do this study is my big question. Was there like... A lot of people are eating shrimp like become him and die. Yeah, I do like Someone all you can eat seafood. Maybe, buffet, the, maybe, maybe, Coke and maybe they use.
3: started with a null hypothesis. There's no, there are no cheap ways to get cocaine anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> you just wait. Give I me, mean, a, give me a fishing net and a week off.
2: Yeah. One of my things I remember from being in England was that the portions, whenever you'd order seafood were small. And some guy, I remember some guy telling me actually once, oh, that's because the seafoods are outrageously expensive here. Don't order shrimp or prawns are very expensive. So maybe It's this, like a two for one Well maybe they're doing A couple different things They could be like Trying to reduce your appetite While you're eating the shrimp Yeah coke. <laughs> Like dusting it with some coke Or maybe uh, It's a way to make Some more money as a, in this, So they can make The prices cheaper For the fishermen I, I guess know. so These people are just Dumping it in the rivers <laughs> I guess dump. Dumping cocaine in the rivers Seems like a Roundabout way <laughs> To like, make you eat less shrimp
3: This is reminding me Of something which Paul said Johnson Paul, Paul Johnson, Johnson Who I think we've already What are your opinions what Of him the, Absolutely <laughs> asshole <laughs> But the, so the reason like the reason I mention this is Paul said he listens to the pod if there's someone that he knows on it because they might mention something him. negative about him. Yeah, yeah. and so I, was, I I'm just guaranteeing that. Yeah. So he must be an enemy of the pod then he's not listening every week.
2: No, we say something negative about him every <laughs> We're week We're going to make <laughs> that a new <laughs> running <laughs> thing every week, in a solo
3: pod. But he said something about like the American dollar bill is like a I oh, don't yeah. remember the stat. Ninety-eight like percent have have cocaine on them. I think so. Something. Yeah. I've made that age, number up. But no, it's, um, that's
2: close. Post truth. But, but how do like like millennials and stuff like they don't? No one has money with them ever. They always. They must do coke off keys. True. Or something. It's not they, anymore. They must they, not these dollar bills. They do it off their uh, their Coinbase <laughs> app. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Next a, news story. Save currency that need to be cocas. Last <laughs> news story of the week comes to us from CNN. Burger King has a message for McDonald's. Not every meal is happy. Burger King has rolled out a new Whopper meal box called Real Meals. Oh, yeah. Labeled with different moods and colors. The packaging comes in five moods. The pissed off in red, blue for sad, salty is teal. (laughs) Yas is purple. And DGAF, which stands for don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck in Internet speak is black. This is part of Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah. I, did is, Did you know that Happy Meals were a problematic thing? Like, does that cause pain to people who have mental issues? I didn't altitudes? realize I was marginalized. <laughs> happy Meals are marginalizing parts of society. So it's just, they're mostly... Aren't you only allowed to get them if you're a kid? A Happy Meal? Uh, yeah. I don't think they have an age maximum No, because the kids' meals at other... I don't go to McDonald's as I've discussed, but like at Wendy's and other places, like the kids' meals have always been for like... I uh, think you're supposed to be a kid, yeah, but I don't it's like think. Like twelve they, and under, it's like I've a never deal. tried. You get a toy. It's like Is going it? to Chuck E. Cheese as an adult. I don't think they tell you no. But. Well, they do if you go without a kid. I actually did. do. <laughs> oh, you tried? <laughs> no, at Chuck E. Cheese they have you make you wear a wristband that matches your kid's. Really? So that your kid can't leave without you. Yeah, and you oh. can't leave. You yeah, you can't. you can't be there without a kid. For, for what it's kid. worth,
3: Weatherspoons in the UK they don't strictly enforce the sharing platter. What? <laughs> it's just a pub chain, but you can you can buy the sharing platter for one. <laughs>
2: uh, that's nice I like it But yeah Do they uh, Do they get Do they eat different toys Here's the problem them? With this entire pl- this This What they're assuming This Burger King thing this is a marketing idea. Right, that you're going to make money off of... They're, they're, they're trying to make money by aligning themselves with like they mental health. Culturally
3: <laughs> approach creating <laughs> mental health.
2: Yeah. They're assuming that people want to be seen in Burger King in the first place. Right. If you really want to be in tune, no one wants to go to Burger King. It's like you're sad, so you're like, I'm going there. I don't want right. anyone to see me. They should hand out those... The nose, the Groucho <laughs> Mars
3: the Groucho <laughs> Mars
2: like, disguise? Well, the cl- the average person at Burger King is either working class or they're a family or, or they're drunk college kids or yeah. like whatever. They're not like someone who gives a, I don't
3: think a shit but about. But
2: if you are depressed, you don't want a meal that but, reinforces how yeah, depressed you are. You right. want something that's happy. Yeah. You want a happy meal.
3: The, the, the I. I I completely agree with your premise that you don't go to these restaurants because things are going well. Exactly right. But the thing that I resent is they'll they'll put like a special burger on, right? And you're going in feeling like shit, and going maybe my personality is best reflected now with the rustic bacon and Swiss cheese <laughs> yeah. burger. Maybe that particular that's, elevation makes this, Colorado yes, burger. This makes this more sophisticated. Which brings me on to the point which I was making to you last week that the one thing I genuinely don't get about the states is how prolific free refills are in a country that is staunchly not socialist. Uh, yes. But also, you have different prices for small, medium, and large drinks. So you yeah, get but small, you can get as much as you, you want. You can get as much as you want. <laughs> it's a big... And, and it's like $2 extra to get a large. Because who has the time to go up and get a refill? Well, that's the only thing I can think of, that you're happy to spend the extra $2 to not suffer the indignity of having to go back up to the free refill machine. Well, I think no, it's lazy. I not, don't think it's This indignant. is a
2: thing. You've been in around the country? Because nah, you're not just talking about New York here. Oh, no. That's same
3: in, in San Francisco. because yeah, That's a, free refills of kale real, juice. And
2: if you go into a real America... Like this, because like, and people in New York don't even realize they, they if don't you go, go to Burger King two miles that way. I'm pointing towards New Jersey. Yeah. That's real. America. I because mean, like, if you go to like an Applebee's or like these kind of places, you, they give you like a giant soda. You don't even have to ask them; they just refill it. They refill before people, you can even ask. It's they halfway done, and people they fill want it back their up. free refills, and so they need the bigger cup because they're going to take it to go a lot of times. Yeah. So they want to get the most for their money. They want that giant sixty-four ounce. So they, in New w- York, you don't even like. I get nervous. They refill it. I'm like, am I paying for that? Because it's not
3: in New well, it's Not always free refills. I right? have good news for you. We're not as socialists. As the rest day, of that country. Day one, <laughs> uh, I went to Shake Shack with Paul Johnson. Do you know Paul Johnson? <laughs> sure. Real, Real dirtbag. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Loves the kitty porn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh and uh, so I was leaving Shake Shack with a with a cup, and the guy stopped me on the door. He was like, uh, "Excuse me, sir." And I was like, "Ah, oh, what have I done?" Uh, and he went. Did you get that refill before you left? I double checked. The staff checked if I'd got got the refill. That's, that's a great restaurant. They have
2: really good customer service. Last thing here, this uh, they, I'm rereading this blue for sad Burger King yeah. meal. If you're going into Burger King it's, and so going da- like, I want the sad <laughs> one. <laughs> You are you're a bigger loser. We found someone who's a bigger loser yeah. than the guy who goes abroad <laughs> to play video games. I mean, you might as well just put the person outside and let the drive-through people run you over and just, just end it, <laughs> I mean, that's, or just stick your face in the deep fryer. Because <laughs> like that's just pathetic. Is the, and the wrapping's blue? Like You the, are on the, Suicide Watch. Yeah. They should take your shoelaces away from you <laughs> yeah. the second you order this so you can't hang yourself. Because yeah. it's just going to devolve into people making fun of it at the place, which goes against the whole point of mental health we awareness. We should go do like this we're doing right, doing right now. now. Yeah, we should go to Burger King. Uh, By the way, also only available in like, it's in like New York, Austin, Texas, San Francisco, yeah. and LA. All
3: the places where people are overworked and depressed. Where people, well, where, well, the places people where, where people,
2: bur- they're so self-involved, they convince
3: themselves that also, they're, they're all depressed.
2: these are places where the people who would care about this are such foodie snobs they would never eat at a bird yes. so the irony of this which is all- makes
3: no sense i i get i, I got absolutely infuriated uh by a french person i met in in san francisco oh, get in line who was, like, who was like who was telling me that like the big mac isn't delicious oh it's like you can say as whatever you want about the big obviously it is, is nice delicious, right? yeah. obviously is nice. it's, it's right. nice right you can't Did you deny tell him you've been to paris
2: you yeah, Are you taking me <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco, you know, at least. That's the show, everybody. Ollie Horn, thank you for doing it. Yeah. Oh, it's, my
3: pleasure. This, this is, is a, a
2: blast. That's it, Cap. Oh, before we get lost, come see me at the Friars Club February 7th. No. June 7th, Friday night. (laughs) February 7th. (laughs) February 7th. 7th. I just picked a month. (laughs) You know it's the 7th. Every month on the 7th, go to the Friars Club. You're going to write one of these days. New York City, seven thirty nine thirty. Get your tickets now. turnsparks.com. Cap, what should we do? Get lost. Get lost.